afternoon, everybody. It's Maria Daniels here with Successfully Chaotic Can Talk Today, live behind the scenes. And I have a special guest today. Wendy is an author, a podcaster, a mom, and an amazing woman that I wanted all of you all to be able to meet. So, Wendy, I'm going to let you dive in and tell all of our viewers and listeners just a little bit about yourself and a little bit about what you do. Sure. Um, I want to thank you for having me on. Um, I really appreciate it. Thank you. So, um, yeah, I had a book come out um, in summer of 2019. It was something that I worked really hard on and it was something that um, was just really something that uh, I put my whole heart and soul into and I didn't think it was going to come to fruition. I really didn't. It took about eight years. Um, it took that long because I have four teenagers. I have two sets of twins. Um, so this fall, I have a set that will be seniors and my younger set will be uh, freshmen. So I've been very busy, uh, you know, and I was in the throes of, uh, you know, child rearing. Otherwise, I probably would have gotten the book done a lot sooner. So um, I've, lot, I've done a lot of different things. I've worked for the school system for quite a while, um, assisting teachers. I've um, worked in marketing, um, but I really, my, um, my sole purpose I feel is writing and I love um, to podcast as well. So I started our, a podcast not too long ago, but we can kind of go into that later. But yeah, um, my book, A Gray Resort came out summer of 2019. And it's, um, so I grew up in a northern town in Wisconsin and um, it's kind of based on that, but it's a romance slash paranormal. So uh -huh. there were interesting kind of paranormal things that happened um, on the resort. And I thought that would make a terrific book. Well, th that's exciting. I have not read your book yet, but I am going to get it and read it. Um, awesome. I, a lot of times I like to try to get the books to read before, but I did not get that done. <laughs> so, oh, no worries. You have seven <laughs> kids. So it's like, I do. Oh my I have all the kids and it's, I, I like to try to get them done, but I also know my limitations and I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to get this one after. Absolutely. But, you know, sometimes I, I think it's good to kind of have that unknown to when I talk right. to somebody because sometimes you can know so much it's like there's nothing to talk about because right. you know all the things so exactly. uh, can you tell us though a little bit about like what made you want to start writing well the thing is is um so I grew up in the 70s and 80s in this uh small town called Tomahawk uh, Wisconsin it's about four hours north of Milwaukee and it was about six miles outside of town. And my parents had a summer resort. Um, it was on a lake. We had a pool. We had eight cabins. We had a good amount of property across the street in the woods. And I just didn't realize how good I had it back then. Um, but my parents, you know, owned and managed the resort. And um, every Saturday was changeover day. So we would get our new tenants in. And then uh, the ones that had stayed for a week or two um, would leave. And then we'd get our new uh, set of people in. And my parents were just very loving, thoughtful, um, loved all kinds of people. And on these days, like Saturday after they, you know, everyone got settled in, my mom later on in the day would co come around to each cabin and say, hey, you know, we're going to have a get together or like a picnic party, whatever. If you'd like to come, we would love to have you, um, you know, just come on out and join us. And that happened a lot during the summer. And we would have neighbors that would stop by. We would have people from in town stop by. I remember being a little girl bumping into people all the time. I mean, the, it was just a very fun atmosphere. And, you know, sometimes we would have people show up that, you know, might have needed a meal, were hungry, and that was, that was perfectly fine. My dad was the grill master. He would have food um, on the grill, 
And then afterwards, he was kind of the entertainer as well. He would get out his guitar, he would sing. And it was just a very, it was just a fun time. You know, um, there wasn't so many um, issues. I mean, everybody had a great time. They all got along. And um, I thought that would make a great backdrop to the story because there was elements of paranormal as well. There was kind of different things that happened. And I thought, you know what, I think this would make a great story. And um, it did. That's awesome. So as far as your your process as a beginning, right? I know you mentioned that you have four kids and kids can take all the time. Oh, <laughs> I yeah. know that firsthand. <laughs> How did you go, you know, about setting those those boundaries, setting those kind of quiet times to be able to get that done? Because I know there's a lot of people that would love to write a book right. um, and have that story burning inside of them, but it's just finding that time you know yeah. how can you kind of walk us through you know maybe how you set and structured your time to be able to get that to happen absolutely for well for the for for one thing um i feel like if you really really want to do something you will make the time you will squeeze it out you will find a way you will just find a way to get there um if you really like something and it's in your heart and soul to have it come out. That's pretty much what happened with me. I mean, I, so what I do is I keep like a notebook and journal with me everywhere. I have one by the side of the bed. I have one in the car. You know, you never know when you're going to get flashes of insight or be inspired by someone or something. And I did that a lot. Um, even with the kids, you know, when I didn't really have the time or I was exhausted with parenting, you know, um, being up, at night, I mean, my one daughter had colic for about 18 months. So oh, yeah. there really wasn't time to do anything else. Um, but, you know, I'm out of that now. All my kids are fairly independent. And um, so during that time, though, um, I didn't want to lose myself. So I, I just sort of like kept a journal. I kept interesting things that I thought might work for the book. I uh, thought back to, you know, a couple of the characters that I really wanted to have in my book were some of them were based on real people, which I have to tell you, um, there was one couple um, that I just loved. Um, they've, uh, they've passed on now and I've changed names and things, but they were just great. Um, and they're in the book, Cassie and Lyle. And uh, I, I'll know she's just a very colorful, um, salty person. And I love her. And uh, I thought, you know what? She needs to be in the book. But, you know, just different things that I that kind of struck me as, you know, um, OK, I want to outline this book. I'm not like what we were talking about before. I don't really like to plan everything um, in the process of writing. Um, I'm pretty a chaotic writer. I don't I should organize it even better, you know, more than I do. Um, they say, you know, either you're a plotter or a pantser. And I'm sort of like the pantser type kind of go by the seat of my pants sometimes when I'm writing a chapter. I don't even, I don't even know how the chapter is going to end. Um, so it was, the editing process was quite lengthy for me. Um, second time around with my second book and I can get into that, but, um, I'm having a professional editor do it and, um, it's, I'm going to kind of make a smooth process, but I also feel too, if you really want to do something, um, there are going to be obstacles that you're going to probably have to overcome. Um, I didn't think that my book was going to come out, uh, I lost half the manuscript. I didn't know anybody in the publishing industry. Um, my laptop, excuse me, I, my laptop had problems. Um, it was very, very annoying. And I'm like, okay, I really want to get this book out there. 
I don't care if my laptop, you know, falls over a cliff and my printer blows up. This book is getting out there for crying out loud. I'm going to do it. And um, you just have to have the wherewithal. And um, if you really want to do something, you will find a way. I didn't know anybody in the publishing industry. I had to do a lot of digging. Now I do, um, I did have a, uh, I do have a good friend, an author friend that kind of put me in the right direction as far as publishing. So um, that helped a little bit. Well, it helped a lot actually. So that was helpful, but I had to do a lot of my, um, a lot of my own investigating too. And um, yeah, so I feel like if you really want to do something, you will manage a way to do it. You just have to um, one, find the time and then maybe plan out how you're going to go about it. And then also plan for upcoming problems too, because there will be things that'll kind of trip you up. And I think it's just part of the process really. Absolutely. And I think I think a lot of people don't realize that when they're going into it, you know, they, mm -hmm. they know where they're trying to get. Right. And, you know, even sometimes they'll plan it out and plot it out and they can dream it and smell it and taste it and all the right. things, but you know, they don't factor in that chaos. It is. And, you know, and that's kind of one of those things you, you said it perfectly that, you know, you're going to have those things that come up, you're going to have, you know, your laptop break or, you know, whatever, you know, just you can name your own flavor of brand of no. chaos. But, right. you know, if, if it's something that you really want, you know, you have to find that resourcefulness, you have to find that way to get it done anyway. And sometimes that means, you know, kind of pivoting and doing it a little bit differently than you had envisioned and imagined. Exactly. But, can you tell everybody like when you were in those moments, did you have that moment of doubt? Yeah, I was okay. So I was, um, you know, I got really frustrated and, um, you know, I, I used to be in the service quite a while ago. Um, so like for four years and it really taught me, um, perseverance and, um, gave me, um, confidence that I didn't have, or mm -hmm. I did have confidence, but it just really made me feel good about myself. Like, oh man, if I can do this, I can do anything. Right. Yeah. And I had a lot of things happen, um, in the first couple of years of the service that weren't really nice. And, um, I had to get through that. And I feel like that gave me a foundation of how to, you know, manage myself, um, as far as, you know, you're going to encounter problems in life. You're going to encounter people, not every everyone is going to like you. And that's just something that, you know, you, I guess you just got to learn to live with. It's a hard thing to live with, but you know, and also the key is um, two, two things is timing. Um, timing is like, if I wanted my, if my book came out like what, 15 years ago, it probably wouldn't have been successful as it is now because um, there was no Amazon, right? Am yeah. I mean, the, it's really Amazon and has streamlined the process um, for authors and um, flexibility, flexibility, you know, being able to, um, you know, adapt to a situation that might not be ideal, but um, adapt to it, figure out a way, like you said, pivot, go around the problem, find a way to go around it, find a way to work with it, if, you know, if need be. Absolutely. And I think a lot of people, 
who start out on a journey of, you know, writing a book or starting a podcast or starting a business or any of the things. I think that moment or moments in my case of doubt, they're going mm -hmm. to creep up. They're inevitable. You're going to hit, right. you know, a roadblock or something's not going to go as yeah. planned or, you know, you're going to have a, a date when something should be finished and it's not or, you know, fill in the blank right. there. But, you know, you're going to have those moments of doubt. And I think oh, yeah. the, the people who succeed and get it, you know, completed are the ones that are still pushing through yep. those obstacles. And I think that's so important to talk about because when you're in that low moment, it feels yeah. like the end of the world. <laughs> it, it does. Like, what's it the point? Does. I know. And, you know, too, um, don't be so concerned. I mean, you know, regarding rules, I am a notorious rule breaker. Um, <laughs> I will take something right to the envelope, right to I possibly can before it's, uh, you know, becomes like a different type of book or, you know, um, don't be so concerned with, I mean, sure, you want to get people's, um, you know, insight on things, you want to get their opinions on things. But you can get, um, you know, well intended advice, and have it be actually the wrong advice for you. So, you know, get, get as much information as you can, but have the ability to kind of think for yourself. And think okay and and, and you and a, a good way of doing that to gauging that is just kind of go with your gut you know if someone's talking to you and everything looks and seems you know what you should do but something in your gut is telling you mm, no no you you know go with that that's your you know spirit or whatever telling you you know that might not be the right pathway for you now not to say it's not the right pathway for somebody else um, so don't be afraid to, you know, if everybody went by every single rule, like as far as writing and uh, being an author, if I went by every rule, I wouldn't even want to pick up, you know, a pen or, or start working on a book on my laptop. I wouldn't want to because I'd be so overwhelmed by, oh, what can I do here? What can I do? Oh, I can't do this or I can't do that or I can't have second person, third person there. That I mean, it, then, you know, why would you want to have a book that everybody else has written, you know? take some chances, get out of your own way and take some chances. Um, you'd be surprised. Uh, you're going to find your group, your tribe of people that really, um, as I did, really enjoy what you're writing. So don't Absolutely. be afraid to take chances. No, I love that. And I'm also a rebel. I always say there's a rebel with a cause. And sometimes <laughs> I'm sometimes just a rebel just because. <laughs> because yeah. I'm the same way. I'm like, well, why is that a rule? Well, why is that a rule? And I'm push the envelope type of person too. But I think it's yeah. important to talk about those things too, because a lot of times, you know, we can actually undermine our own goals by not going with our own authentic, you know, values and ideas and right. thoughts. And authenticity, you know, it's kind of a, a key phrase now, key word now that gets talked about a lot, but I think it needs to be talked about because, you know, for so long, so many people, you know, weren't being authentic because right. we thought we were supposed to act a certain way or be a certain way or dress a certain way or, you know, whatever. But, you know, when you really step out and become your real, true, authentic self, it gives you a freedom to be able to, you know, push the envelope in such a way that you can get to your goal and you mentioned tribe, your own tribe of people, that's their yeah. goal too. You know, that's your ideal target is those people. Forget everybody else. Yeah. And I think um, nowadays too, everyone seems to be very in tuned and hyper aware of everybody else. And, um, 
you know, there's a, you know, that there's good and bad to that. Uh, you know, like people can pick up right away if you are not being authentic or if you're, I mean, yeah. some, you know, sometimes not, you know, um, but, and it's sad too. And I, you know, it, I have four teenagers, you have kids uh, with social media today. I'm just, uh, you know, there's good and bad to it. And um, it's just hard to navigate through all that. And, you know, you, it's just hard. It's hard being a parent and with that. I, I'm glad I don't have, um, I didn't have social media when I was going in high school. Oh, I've oh said that a lot. <laughs> oh my God, I would be. Uh. Yeah. It's, it, yeah, I mean, and I'm the same way as you, you know, there, there are, you know, some good purposes, especially in business or, um, you know, selling right. your book, I'm sure has been a lot easier, you know, with the use of right. social media, but there are, with everything, there's like kind of that yin and yang, you know, there's definitely some negative sides to it that I've said that exa exact same phrase. I am so glad that there was not oh social media when I was a teenager. It would have been yeah. you have so to bad. Have yeah, because kids are going to have make mistakes. They really are. They're you know their brains aren't fully developed until what twenty four, twenty six. They say yeah. so. You're going to make you know impulsive you know decisions that might not be the right thing, or you're going to make mistakes. And to have it, you know, someone take a picture of it, click and put it on there, and then you know the seed has been planted. Like oh, you know, and then they even if they take it off, then people already know what happened. And you know that that's unfortunate, and that happens a lot. And I, I just wish um, I don't know. I think it could be done a better way, but I, I think we're all learning in this new, you know, social media age and every, and it, it seems like we're getting new stuff constantly. They're always doing new things, which is good. Um, you know, as far as marketing my book, it's not my favorite thing to do. Um, I do love coming on podcasts and I do love um, people and um, I enjoy interacting and, you know, um, with people, but as far as like marketing my book, um, you know, it's a, it's, it's hard because you don't want to be come across as annoying, but you, yet you want to get yourself out there and you want to sell your books. There's kind of a fine line there and there's different ways of doing it, uh, uh, of making yourself marketable, but yet you don't want to be the annoying person. Like, okay, what, what's going on? You know what yeah. I mean? So, um, yeah, so that process, uh, it's not my favorite, but I'm, you know, my favorite thing about writing is just having the freedom to, um, you know, just free flow writing. That's my favorite thing to do more than editing. Um, you know, like I'm working on my third book right now and, um, this is what I enjoy. I'm just like taking different experiences, uh, taking characters from the first and second book and putting them in and, um, it's exciting, but yeah, the marketing part and editing is not my favorite. It's, it's funny that you mentioned marketing. It seems like even if somebody has something that they've worked so long on, it's so hard for them to be like, look, I did this. Can you buy it you know, from me? It's so hard. You know, making that transition can be so hard of a hurdle it for is. people to cross. I see it over and over and over. Now, you mentioned yeah. that you have a second book coming out. Well, first yes. of all, let's talk about your current book, the title, and also where it can be found, and then kind of dive into um, your second book that's coming out. And then you mentioned before you we went live that you do have another book, that another project that you're working on. So yes. kind of discuss those a little bit, please. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so A Gray Resort, it came out summer 2019. It's um, based on uh, my, you know, when I grew up on a resort in Wisconsin, but um, it's fiction and um, it's paranormal. So I would categorize it as romance slash paranormal. 
You can get it on Amazon. I have an Amazon page. You can look up my name on Amazon, just Wendy Coke, K-O-K, and it will all come right up. It's available on Barnes and Noble. It's available on Book Baby Bookshop and just anywhere you can get books, uh, really. I've had a lot of great reviews and I've had a lot of, you know, a lot of the reviews say, you know, I picked it up and I didn't, you know, I don't read those kind of books, but they said they found it hard to put down. And, um, you know, I didn't want it to just be another cheesy romance. I didn't want it to be just another paranormal. Um, I wanted it to be different and I feel like I have achieved that. So, um, yeah, that's available. And I'm currently working on book number two. And that is going to be coming out sometime in the fall. I just took it to my editor and it's going to have all the same characters in it. And um, a lot of cool things are going to happen. So I have things that have happened in the second book that, um, you know, there, some are based on real people, some are not. So I just figment of my imagination. Um, it's been very fun to do it and I'm very excited about it. And that should come out in the fall. And I also have um, a collaboration book coming out in July. So this book um, I'm excited about, it's like 21 other authors from around the world and it's called Thriving Beyond Crisis. And um, it is a book about, you know, different experiences that we have in life, um, obstacles that we've overcome, overcoming adversity and a lot of powerful stories. And uh, I'm very proud to be in, with this group of women. And that book will be coming out sometime in July and uh, I'm very excited about that. And the proceeds are going to go to uh, Women in Crisis. And um, I'm pretty proud of that book. So that would be out in July. Um, I also have a website called wendymcokeauthor.com. You can reach me there. Um, also on Instagram, I'm, on, I'm under wendycoke4, the number four. Um, yeah. I love that. And I'm going to look at that book too. That sounds, it sounds super inspiring. I think those are important books for people to pick up and read. I think they're yes. important for so many reasons. You know, one being, you know, if you're that, that person that is going through those hard, hard times, yes. you know, you're really searching for somebody that's made it to the other side. Yes. Um, and it's an anthology book. Um, some of these stories are just very intriguing and I think you'd really love it. Um, I'm pretty proud of it. That's awesome. Well, congratulations on all that. Well, it it sounds like you've got a lot of amazing things going. I do want to ask you when it comes to your books, do you have a favorite character? And if so, what is the character and why? Yeah. I know it's so um, hard. It's like, which one's your favorite kid? But I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Um, you know, well, I had these characters kind of swimming in my head and I thought, okay, I got to write these down. So um, I'm not going to say that my favorite character, who it is for my second book, because it hasn't come out yet, but I but the first one, I would have to say Cassie. Um, okay. So she's just a very salt of the earth kind of person. She's one of those that will say what everybody is thinking. She's very fun. Um, she kind of, she loves to, you know, hang out at the bar and uh, she's just great. And she is based on a real person. I changed her name and everything and she's passed on in real life, but um, she was great. Um, I love writing about her uh, whenever she's like, in, you know, I'm writing uh, verbatim, like the conversation, it's just very fun and it brings a smile to my face. And um, I kind of remember the times back at the resort that um, that she was a part of and it was, it was a great memory for me. That's amazing. Cassie sounds like a blast actually. I she was. <laughs> yeah, she was. I, I think that um, a lot of people out there that are, considering writing probably you mentioned have all these characters just swimming around yeah. you know in their head i know we only got a few minutes left here but 
you know, if, if somebody has these characters, do you recommend them just going ahead and putting them in a notebook, writing them down? You know, what's the best way to kind of capture that for later? I feel like, um, you know, if you ha if it, if it keeps like, like bothering you certain characters, you, you need to write it down and you can write down details, you know, write down to like eye color and personality. Um, it's important to write it down. And also it's really important. I feel, and I've had this happen many times where, you know, I was thinking about the characters as I was sleeping. And then, um, in the middle of the night, I get up like, Oh, that would be a cool idea for the book. And then, Oh, I'll remember it in the morning. I'll remember it. And I didn't have anything. And then I woke up, I'm like, Oh shoot. What was that? I'm like, okay, so never again. So when you're in that writing process um, and, you know, you're, you're getting your thoughts going and your creativity, it's important to have something right by, um, you know, you never know when you have a flash of uh, insight or creatively with something and to write it down. You know, even like if you see some, like a sign, like, oh, that's a cool sign. Like I'm a very visual person. So, um, you know, different colors and things, uh, all that's important. And there doesn't Absolutely. have to be, you know, you don't have to organize it in a certain way, just organize it the way you want to. You know, um, I think that would be very helpful. That way, when you have more time, and then you, as you, you're forming and you're plotting out your story, you have notes and things to go back to in different um, directions that you could take it if you wanted. Great advice. I think that's amazing advice. Um, I do want to switch to your podcast. Now, I know yeah, you have yeah. a podcast. Can you tell everybody, you know, what is the name of the podcast and a little bit about what it's about? Yeah, absolutely. It's called A Juicy Pear Podcast. So I um, co-host it with my friend, Sean. Um, you know, we started our podcast back in October of last year, right during the pandemic. Um, it was during a time, you know, we had a, quite a lot of strict um, rules right from the, from the beginning. We live in Michigan and it just felt like very stifling and stagnant around here. And, you know, we are both very creative people and, you know, we could just had a sense of, um, oh man, you know, mental health and all that seems to be kind of going on the decline. We wanted to have something that would be fun, um, that would be useful, like people could, you know, laugh, laugh at us, whatever, um, as well as educate and um, just kind of spread some joy. So that was sort of um, the precipice of why we started this. And um, we're having a great time. We have um, all kinds of people on, people that might have overcome obstacles and uh, had, you know, lived to tell about it and had a great story. Um, we love creative types like authors, artists, musicians, um, ghost hunters, psychics, um, firemen, you know, and anybody who has a great story to tell. We, you know, we love to hear and I love to know how, uh, you know, a person got to where they are today. I, I, I don't know. I just love the process. And um, I enjoy talking with people and uh, finding out about what makes them tick. So yeah, it's called the juicy pair You can like look on it straight from your phone and get a download an episode. We make it easy right from your phone and yeah, we're on all the directories and we're having a great time with it. That's awesome. And I have to ask you, where did you come up with the name? I love the name. <laughs> oh gosh. Yeah. Um, so I came up with it. We had about 50 different names and I was hoping you know, that she would be on board with it as well. So it made it to the top five. And then she kind of looked at it and uh, she said, you know what? I really like that juicy pear one. Let's go with that. I'm like, thank, thank goodness. Cause that's what yeah. I wanted her to pick. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. like juicy story and, you know, no. pear is like, you know, a fruit, but it's not necessarily, it's not like an exotic fruit, but it's something different. And a juicy pear is like perfect, you know? So I, I don't know. I just thought it would make for a great title. 
I like it. And it's, it's interesting, but it's, you know, yeah. not too over the top. I like exactly. it. I think it's perfect. And, you know, Thank if you. I was to just see the title, I'd kind of get that too, you know, a juicy story. It's a juicy story. Right. right? I like that. So I think it's perfect. I just had to ask. I like to know how people come up with names. Of oh, absolutely. It's so fascinating. So, and I think, a, you know, a name, whether it be a character or a book or a podcast or a business even, it actually tells a story. It's like a story within a story. It does. And, it fascinates me. So, well, um, can you go ahead and kind of give the rundown of all the places again that people can find you? And then um, I sure. really have enjoyed having you on. And I'm going to get your book. Um, I'll get in touch with you that way. I can get the, the link to that as well. Thank you so much. I, I would love for you to read it. Um, yeah, so you can find me on wendymcokeauthor.com. We have um, a juicypairpodcast.com. I have a Wendy M. Coke author page on Facebook. We also have a group page on Facebook for our podcast called a juicy You can find me on Instagram on Wendy Coke four, and we have a YouTube channel that's called a juicy pair podcast as well. And awesome. um, yeah, yeah. My book's available on Amazon um, and Barnes and Noble and everywhere books are sold. So, That's yeah. amazing. And again, congratulations on all the success that you've had. And I'm excited to read your book and I'll watch for your other two to come out as well. And for everybody yeah. listening, if you're listening on the podcast right now, you'll be able to find the links to all the things that Wendy just said in our show notes. And if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to Wendy or myself and we'll get you in the right direction. And again, Wendy, thank you so much for being on today. It has yeah. been a blast. Thank you so much. It's been a real pleasure, Maria. Thank you. All right.